Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up. Here's what's happening in Hollywood and the media biz on Friday, February 5th, 2021, where there's, well, a lot going on today. And remember, links to everything mentioned here are in the newsletter, thewakeup.substack.com, where you can read the newsletter as a blog post or pop your email in there, and you'll get the newsletter every morning in your inbox at around 8.30 New York time. Anyway, now over to the movie biz. where Hulu and Searchlight closed the deal last night to buy the Sundance-winning documentary Summer of Soul, produced by Questlove. That one centers on a previously little-known week-long festival back in 1969 in Harlem, called the Harlem Cultural Festival, which uh, attracted over 300,000 people and had performances from people like Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, and Sly and the Family Stone. Searchlight's going to put that one in theaters, Hulu's going to stream it in the U.S., and Disney's Star International Streaming Service will do that uh, internationally. No price was disclosed, according to Variety. Michelle Williams has signed on to play singer Peggy Lee in a biopic called Fever that's going to be directed by Todd Haynes. Reese Witherspoon, Mark Platt, and Christine Vachon and her killer films are producing. MGM is in talks to distribute, according to Deadline. And Billie Eilish, who cites Peggy Lee as an inspiration for her, may also join as an executive producer. Over at Amazon Prime, they've signed Harry Styles and Emma Corrin from The Crown for a movie. It's a romantic drama called My Policeman and centers on a couple whose relationship is rocked when the husband's old male lover reappears. Harry, of course, recently finished Olivia Wilde's next directorial effort over at New Line Cinema. And now just a few quick items uh, back-to-back. Warner Brothers is giving Father of the Bride a Latinx reboot. They've attached a director, but the script is still being written. So a little ways to go on that one. Brad Pitt's Plan B production company is producing. Universal has signed Nomadland director Chloe Zhao for a futuristic sci-fi western version of Dracula. Chloe's going to direct, write, and produce. Over at Lionsgate, they've given a green light to something called a creative companion movie to their hit movie Wonder. All right, it's uh, called White Bird, A Wonder Story. Gillian Anderson is starring and Mark Forster is directing. That movie is set in World War II and uh, starts shooting next month. And we could not finish the week without a GameStop movie note. Well, I mean, we could, but we really can't. The founders of the Reddit chat board, Wall Street Bets, have sold their life rights for a movie to Brett Ratner. Now, there's a name you haven't heard in a while. Or at least to his uh, Rat Pack Entertainment Company. Wall Street Bets is, of course, where the whole GameStop thing came out of in the first place. And we'll just finish up with this deal, as Mattel has closed a deal with Lil Yachty to create a movie based on Uno. So yeah, Uno the movie. It's still in development, so it may not happen. But if it does happen, I'm sure all the puns about skip card jokes are being written as we speak. Over in the TV set... NBC has signed Renee Zellweger for a six-episode limited series. It's called The Thing About Pam and centers on a 2011 murder of a woman named Betsy Faria. Her husband was convicted, but it was later overturned, and apparently the uh, real story involved a scheme led by a woman named uh, Pam. Also interesting to see NBC getting into the limited series game, although gotta think Peacock is probably gonna play a big role here. Over at Stars, they added 900,000 subscribers worldwide from October through December. They now have 14.6 million streaming subscribers total and a presence in 55 different countries. They also now have more streaming subscribers than U.S. cable subscribers. And that streaming revenue is going to surpass their linear business revenue by this summer. Stars is, of course, owned by Lionsgate and is now that company's biggest revenue center. Granted, their movie theater business kind of went away this year, so a good thing for Lionsgate to fall back on. Although Lionsgate TV is now producing 13 series for stars. 
and a few other notes in TV. Viacom CBS and Nick Cannon have made up after the issues that arose last year from Nick Cannon's uh, somewhat anti-Semitic comments. But now Nick is going to return to Wild and Out once he has passed his uh, COVID diagnosis. The Impractical Jokers guys have signed on for a 10th season of their True TV show and also signed a first-look deal at Warner Brothers. And former HBO and Stars head Chris Albrecht is now going to lead all of production company Legendary's TV operations internationally and now domestically as well. And over to the media biz. Where the Wall Street Journal has hit 2.5 million paying digital subscribers, or about half the size of the primary New York Times digital subscriber base. In terms of print, the Journal and the Times are kind of even. Otherwise, at parent company News Corp, the New York Post turned a profit, or at least technically, for the first time in uh, who knows. That's according to the New York Times. The New York Post has famously lost tens of millions of dollars a year for many years, but it seems that severe cost-cutting measures and layoffs over the past two years have put them in the black. Also, in case there was any doubt, uh, people are definitely reading more in 2020, as revenue at their HarperCollins book division was up 23% this year. And now a couple of social media platform updates. Snapchat now has 265 million daily users worldwide. That's an increase of 16 million from October through December alone, and was their largest quarter of growth since 2016. If you will recall, in the latter half of 2020, Snapchat also introduced a new feature called Spotlight, which they couldn't legally call Snapchat TikTok, but that's essentially what it is. Anyway, over 100 million of their 265 million daily users now use Spotlight on a monthly basis. And anybody want to guess? how many times the average Snapchat user opens Snapchat every day? The answer we are looking for is 30, which I'm sure will look great in anybody's obituary. And over at Pinterest, they revealed they now have 459 million worldwide monthly users, an increase of 17 million from October through December, although to note, those are all international users. Their U.S. base has appeared to have plateaued at around uh, 98, 99 million. Unfortunately, that's where 83% of all of their revenue comes from. But overall, it was a pretty healthy year at Pinterest, as they added 100 million monthly users. I mean, come on, people, get a hobby. I'm here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank God it's Friday. And a couple of final quick notes in media. The head of CNN, Jeff Zucker, said he's likely going to leave at the end of the year, although obviously a sweet new deal could change that. Electronic voting systems company Smartmatic is suing Fox News for $2.7 billion in a defamation lawsuit. Lou Dobbs, Janine Pirro, and Maria Bartiromo are all named in the suit. Fox News is, of course, a division of News Corp. So, so much for those New York Post profits. And Ryan Seacrest is saying Seacrest out over at E. He will no longer be on the red carpet for them after a 14-year run. He also produces Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which is also leaving E later this year. Okay, now over to uh, What's Up for the Weekend. Here is your FSS feed to look at the new things to watch this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Starting today, Friday, of course, the big title is Malcolm and Marie on Netflix. Netflix also has a documentary called Strip Down, Rise Up. That one explores life-changing effects that a pole dancing studio has had on the lives of a group of women. 
Over at Apple TV Plus, they have six episodes of The Snoopy Show. Doubt any pole dancing is involved there. And there's also a pretty well-reviewed movie on PVOD that's directed by and stars Viggo Mortensen. That one's called Falling. Viggo plays a married gay military vet who is uh, dealing with the mental deterioration of his father, who's played by Lance Henriksen. It also got some pretty good notices on the festival circuit, and you can rent it on iTunes for just seven bucks starting today. And just a reminder, the direct links to all these things I just mentioned are in the Wake Up newsletter. Makes for a nice thing to keep in your inbox all weekend in case you want to check something out. Again, that's thewakeup.substack.com. That link is also right in the notes area for this podcast episode. Just go to the page, enter your email, and you're all set. The archive of all previous newsletters is also there as well. Otherwise, tomorrow, Saturday, you have a new SNL with host Dan Levy and Phoebe Bridgers. And on Sunday, uh, I don't know, maybe get some yard work done, fix that uh, creaky hinge on the shed. All right, Super Bowl. That one kicks off at 6.30 on CBS on Sunday. And if you want to get a jump start on the ads, AdAge has compiled a pretty convenient link, which is, of course, also in the newsletter. And definitely expect to see a lot of Paramount+. Plus. They're expounding on that whole mountain of entertainment thing, which brings together the talent from all the Viacom CBS universe. James Corden, Tom Selleck, Stephen Colbert, Spongebob, Beavis and Butthead. Although there's no visual of the actual interface in the spots. I mean, they say it's a streaming service, but uh, I have a sense there may be a lot of, uh, what is that again? Among the population at large, but uh, maybe it's just me. It's also a bit odd that they're waiting another three weeks before they release the details for the service, like the uh, price. Anyway, uh, otherwise you have Queen Latifah's Equalizer premiering after the game. Uh, I mean, after the post-game show and the trophy presentation. And then following the Equalizer will be a new episode of Colbert with Mr. Robert Downey Jr., Tiffany Haddish, and Metallica. Okay, man, I gotta sit down. That is a wrap for this edition of The Wake Up. Remember, go sign up for the newsletter, thewakeup.substack.com, which has links to everything I talk about here, including the music, which uh, today is from the Foo Fighters. They dropped a brand new album today called Medicine at Midnight. It has nine songs and is just 36 minutes. That's tight. So this one's called Making a Fire, and the Spotify link for this one is in the episode notes here. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm going with the Chiefs by 10 and me being passed out before the equalizer starts. I mean, somebody's got to get up on Monday morning to do this thing. I'll see you then. (laughs) 